Hello and welcome to the Darren Clarkson King podcast. I'm Darren Clarkson King. I'm principally a whitewater kayaker in the Himalayas. And when I'm in the UK, I'm in North Wales and Snowdonia. Now this is a podcast for the COVID generation. And I've told you guys I'll try and bang some more out, you know, during uh, this time. And we're in the UK and we're doing social distancing and all that malarkey. Now, I would have put out a podcast last week, but I killed my phone, and I've had to wait for a friend to post me a new one, and it's not new, it's covered in paint, but that's cool, and it works, and fingers crossed this podcast will be awesome. Anyhow, I've got a cup of green tea, not a coffee like normal, and what I thought I'd talk about today is how I got into adventuring. Oh, excuse me. Now I got into adventuring. Now, I'm from a scouting family. And the scout movement is really special to me. I mean, I was camping before I was one year old. And I'm now a scout adventurer, which is a really cool thing to inspire people to go on adventures. This time last year, I went to Baden Powell's house and where he's buried over in Kenya and that was a really humbling experience now what scouting gave me was a real good sort of ability to explore and we're talking big camps in big bell tents you know 12 scouts or cubs together midnight feasts and ghost stories but things I learnt there have now become sort of quite trendy, you know, sort of the bushcraft generation. And things like, put, you know, making chocolate bananas on fire embers. And you guys know what I mean by chocolate bananas, don't you? No, some of you don't know? Oh, you know, you get a banana and you slit it, start, slit it down its belly and put some chocolate buttons in or a bit of Mars bar or something and wrap it in foil and put it on your fire. Really good thing, you can do that, that's awesome. And you can do eggs inside a orange, you know, cut an orange in half, eat the flesh inside, then crack your egg into the skin. Put that on the embers, you're going to get like a citrus orange. But it's going to be all right, you know, it's going to be nice. You can have sausages sausages on sticks over your fire. Maybe make dough twists. For, I'm sure if you don't know how to do all this stuff, you can Google it, I'm sure. And, uh, I mean, I could describe it all to you, but, you know, I think we all know what a smoky fire is like and the excitement of sitting around a fire and perhaps some of you are having fires in your garden if you're having a big fire in your house you probably want to call the fire brigade at the moment and uh, if you're not in your house when there's a fire then you probably have a holiday home in north wales anyhow if you don't get that reference i can't help you one of the things that got me into adventuring really was my, my granddad my granddad you know he was a Yorkshire bloke lived in a back to back and you know on the out to the outside didn't have a lot of adventure you know he didn't climb Everest or K2 you know he didn't swim the Amazon but I remember as a kid now I can't have been much more than three or four 
because my brother was still in a push chair and my granddad took us out for the day. So if my brother's in a push chair, I'm a couple of years older than our kid and we've gone out with my granddad and he's pushing our kid in the push chair and my granddad took us to the cemetery for a day out and we went chumping. Now if you don't know what chumping is, it's basically nicking wood. Bonfire night must have been coming or something. Nicking wood, chumping. And my granddad fell into a grave. Now, that memory stuck with me for the best part of 40 years. And it's a little bit of adventuring, isn't it, really? You know, like you go into this environment and you're scratching around, doing stuff like a local adventure. And that's really cool. And in lockdown, call it lockdown, call it social distancing, call it what you like. I've been doing a bit of that myself. You know, I've been walking on the trails near where I live. Trails, I'm not making footpaths. Walking on the footpaths near where I live. I've been taking my stove, or one of my many stoves. I've got a bit of a stove fetish. Taking one of my stoves, maybe my trangia that I've had for 30 odd years, and I've been making a cup of tea, sitting in the woods. And I've been coming back, or I've taken a little gas burner, or, you know, I've taken my cali kettle, and I've you know, gone back and forth every day. And had little mini adventures. Excuse me. And mini adventures, the sort of, keep the sort of embers burning, don't they? We can all plan these big trips, and I can't wait to get off and run some amazing rivers again in the Himalayas, but that's going to be some time. And I'm okay with that. As long as I can just get a little bit of local adventure. When I was in the Scouts, we did a canoe trip. I say canoe, it was kayak. We did a kayak trip. But back in those days, you know, when I was when I was young, we called kayak canoes, and canoes were open boats, or Canadians. So we did a canoe trip. I think I probably had a first-generation plastic boat type thing, I can't remember exactly what it was, people were in glass boats, and we loaded up our boats and we paddled down the canal, we did a one night camp, in a campsite next to the canal, and we paddled off uh, in the morning, now to all intents and purposes we probably didn't paddle very far, you know, I remember we took out at the five rive locks in Bingley, which is not so far from where I was brought up. So, you know, the journey itself won't have been very long. By the time you've left on Saturday morning and paddled in the afternoon and then taken out by lunchtime, it won't be very long. But that was a really good local adventure. And adventures don't have to take you to these far-flung places. You can have adventures on your doorstep, pretty much. It's about the, the sort of mental aspect of it as much as it is about the travel aspect. Now, I'm quite lucky where I live, in North Wales. I've got the Malwins Connect. They're, they're really close. I've got the Crestor and the Prissor walking distance. And just before we went into social isolation, you know, lockdown, or to fight the zombie apocalypse, or whatever it is we want to call it, I spent the night up on Connect. 
And somebody asked me recently, they saw a picture on one of my social media platforms, and you guys know this. You, you know my social media platforms, I'm not going to say them. But I am going to say that if I mention any products that I'm not sponsored by them in any way, shape or form, and I just buy them. Anyhow, I was out for the, on Connect. Now, I, I've been using a 30 litre bag to take my stuff up in. And somebody asks, asked me, what is it I actually take? Now, I've got a 30 litre bag, I've got a couple of them, and I'm, I'm planning a, a coast to coast, yeah, St. Bede's Robin Hood's Bay walk, and I'm trying to get that walk, which is best part of 200 miles, 180 something I think, uh, I could be wrong, it's a Wainwright, and I'm trying to get all my stuff for that walk into a 30 litre pack, which will probably be the Alp kit. Uh, garden or whatever it's called, waterproof thing. Now, for me, I can sacrifice a little bit of comfort. And I can certainly sacrifice quite a lot of food. So I reckon I can get into that. Now, my sleeping bag, I have uh, a probably Chinese made, but bought in India, down bag says it's good to minus seven. It's probably not even good to plus seven, and I think it's probably made of chicken feather. Uh, not even chicken feather, it's probably made of rat fur. But it seems to do the job. I have got some nice bags, you know, expensive rabs and the, the like, but I quite, you know, quite enjoy using my, my cheap copy. So that'll sit in there. And then I have a bivy bag in there. Little first aid kit, ouch pouch type thing. Nalgene water bottle, people are going to slate me. All you backpackers are going to say, Nalgene water bottles are heavy. Yeah, they are. You're right. And uh, I should just use one of these, you know, Evian bottles or something. But I quite like having the ability to fill my bottle full of hot water, like a hot water bottle. But then what do I know? And then I have a little stove. Now, if I'm doing this coast to coast, or in the night, or night in the mornings even, what stove do you take if you just want a brew and a quick mic to eat? That's a bit complex, isn't it? You could have a gas canister type stove, you know. A little titanium stove, perhaps, on top of a gas canister. But gas canisters, as we know, can be quite wasteful, you know. Hmm. Excuse me, you know, it can be quite wasteful. And you've got to carry an empty canister around, and that's probably not super good. And then you've got a spirit stove... Something like the polymath that I've spoken of before, or the Trangia. Or I'm sure there's Chinese companies like Lixada that make them. Or you could make a, a beer can stove. You guys know how to do beer can stoves, coke can stoves, penny stoves. I'm not going to describe it to you on the podcast, am I? Kaiki, you want a visual representation when you're going to make one. So you best YouTube it. So do you take one of them and like a t- titanium thing or do you try and hobo it you know like a little wood fire collecting wood on the way or do you go for a multi-fuel type petrol affair like an MSR MSR yeah MSR like a whisper light but all these stoves add a bit of weight now for me for one night I'm going to take a gas canister stove Mm. excuse me I'm going to take a gas canister stove just for one night and I'm only going to take one cup like a titanium mug type cup thing with uh, a silicon mouth guard so I can make a cup of tea in that and drink out of it direct. I don't have to decant it. 
and I can boil water and put that into a packet meal. Now I'm not saying that's the best way of doing it but it's the way that works for me and it keeps my pack really really light and I take water out of the stream so I don't take extra water with me and I boil it up. Now if I was doing a longer walk maybe I'd take a, a pan and a mug and try and cook something but then if you're tired at the end of a long day trek is that what you want to do? Do you want to piss about you know chopping garlic and onions and Making a curry, you probably don't do, you probably just want an instant meal and go to sleep. You know? But, you know, it is what it is. Now, for me, this is all about sort of everyday decisions out in the field. And I'm sorry I sort of delayed a bit then, but I just had somebody trying to tell, tell, call me on my phone. So I'm sorry about that day-to-day decisions in the field now i get a lot of questions about trekking in nepal as you can imagine you know you guys know purely on expeditions you see i name dropped it in the end didn't i name dropped it about trekking oh i'm going independent trekking or should i go on one a tour and there's a big difference you know we do tours guided trips with part support or donkey support or whatever it is support but if you're trekking on your own maybe you're doing the panchassi trek it's a really good trek in the, the pocker area Lovely trek. Leaves Lakeside and potters up on a past the uh, peace stupor and drops down. It's a lovely trek. Lovely, lovely. If you're doing that trek, and that trek's two nights, you could stretch it to three nights if you wanted the Panchassi. You could probably do it in one night. But, you know, realistically, it's two nights. Now, that trek, it's going to be cold in the night if you're doing it in the sort of November time or even in spring. It is going to be quite cold in the night. But, what do you take on a trek like that if you just like doing it yourself with no guide? A little day bag is more than fine. You want a nice jacket for the evening. And I always walk in a, a comfortable sort of trail shoe, like an approach shoe. Don't know why they're called approach shoes, I guess because you're used to approach crags when you're climbing. But I wear a comfortable sort of trainer shoe and shorts. And uh, some sort of base layer t-shirt thing. I carry a spare long-sleeved base layer and spare leggings and my jacket. That's all I carry. Because on the trek, there's tea houses and villages where you can buy snacks and tea and water or coke or cola, you know, or, you know, Fanta's derivatives, all that stuff. So I take my wallet and I just buy on the way. You're always going to stay in local tea houses, so you don't need a sleeping bag. Although you probably want a liner, because sometimes the bedding is not as clean as you'd like. So take a liner, if you're that way inclined. And then you've got it. It's easy peasy, isn't it? You could probably get everything I've just mentioned into 15 litres. And that'll do you for a couple of nights in the Panchassi. It's a whole different ballgame to that one night up at... Unconnect, isn't it? Whole different ballgame. Anyhow, I've just rattled on a little bit. But I do want to instate, it was scouting that got me into adventuring. From a scouting family, my old man was a cub leader. My brother is a beaver and cub uh, leader to some respect. I don't know what part he plays. 
I can't remember if he was like top leader or whatever, but I know our kids really, really into it. And that's awesome. It's good. Scouting is brilliant for getting yourself into these kind of activities. If you're not into formal group settings or you're not you know, young, there are groups on, you're not going to say groups, there's peer groups. I'm sure if you can join and learn this stuff. There's a load of commercial providers that will teach you the skills you need. And then go off and explore, plan. Use this time now when we're social distancing and we're sat in our homes to plan these adventures. If you've got questions and you want to ask me some stuff, bang them out in the comments on the podcast or email me or Facebook me. You guys know me, you know, Dan Clarkson King, you know, you, you know it. So bang some out. But like I say, plan local adventures. We all get out for a walk once a day. If we live in the town or the city and all we're doing is pounding the concrete, that's not, it's all right, guys. You know, it is our look up to the sky when we get a chance. Count the birds. How many LBJs we got? You know, how many swans or seagulls do we see? You guys know LBJs, don't you? They're really popular LBJs. Little brown jobs. You know, count, if you see trees on your walk, you know, work out what trees they are. Maybe collect the leaves. Look online. Watch that tree change as the seasons change. You know, that's really special. If you've got, a, like... Maybe a silver birch close to you. Peel its papery skin off. That's really good for lighting fires. Obviously, you know, don't light one in your lounge, but it's amazing for lighting fires. So maybe you could build like a little fire in your barbecue. If you've got a barbecue in your backyard, maybe you could light one. And you could do those chocolate bananas that I've spoken about. But guys, use this time productively. Thank you for listening. I've enjoyed talking to nobody. I have just rattled on. It's a little bit of the history about why I really like adventure. And thank you so very much. Guys, we've got this. Be strong. You guys are all amazing. And you guys are fabulous. Wake up tomorrow. Drink some coffee. Drink some tea. It's going to be okay, guys. <laughs>